Hello everyone, uh, this is a message for Marcus and the rest of the crew over at the Haddonfield Horrors Podcast. Um, just wanted to congratulate Marcus and the rest of the crew for making it to 100 episodes, that is absolutely awesome. Uh, you know, being one of the one of the original uh, hosts of the show, uh, you know, I was actually the guy that came up with the name in the first place. <laughs> no, but uh, you guys... Uh, you know, really care about horror. Uh, it's been a part of your lives uh, for many years. And, uh, yeah, just keep doing what you guys are doing. It's awesome. And uh, if you guys ever ever do a retrospective on Halloween Ends, uh, make sure to have me on because Halloween Ends is low-key a good movie. And if you don't like it, you're just a hater. <laughs> no, but keep up the good work, guys. Congratulations. Hello to all the Haddonfield Horse Podcast listeners. I am the former co-host Rudy, and I would just like to say that I am extremely proud of Marcus and Tawan and Maria for making this the 100th episode. This long-running podcast has been nothing but success, and I only wish the hosts and the podcast more success and lots of positive energy. I understand I don't hate her. I hate what she's become. I hate the illness. Wouldn't it be better if you put her someplace? You mean an institution? A madhouse? People always call a madhouse someplace, don't they? Put her in some place. My mother there. But she's harmless. She's as harmless as one of those stuffed birds. Of course, I've suggested it myself. But I hate to even think about it. She needs me. It's not as if she were a... A maniac, a raving thing. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Haven't you? Phoenix secretary Marianne Crane on the lam after stealing $40,000 from her employer in order to run away with her boyfriend Sam Loomis is overcome by exhaustion during a heavy rainstorm. Traveling on the back roads to avoid the police, she stops for the night at the Ramshackle Base Motel and meets the polite but highly strong proprietor Norman Bates, a young man with an interest in taxidermy and a difficult relationship with his mother. So, Psycho. Psycho is... I think like the quintessential slashing movie, if not the first slashing movie, because the, which is why it's our 100th episode review. 
it's a, I don't know, it's just a classic. It's it's a horror movie that all other horror movies imitated or took some kind of inspiration in. If you watch Scream, they reference Psycho a bunch of times. It's just, it's a great, it's it's a great movie. And then the main, well, the, the opening kill actress, she's the mother of Jamie Lee Curtis, who, you know, is, is Laurie Strode in the Halloween franchise. So just like, this movie just spawned a bunch of great horror to come after it. But Maria, what are your thoughts on Psycho? And also, was this your first time seeing it? Um, it wasn't. I've actually seen this movie before. And honestly, I like the movie. Um, it's really cool to see where all those like references come from that you see in you know, movies today or movies that are also really popular. Um, and I feel like for a movie from the 60s, it's a really good put-together movie, honestly. Um, it's... I really, really liked the concept of it. And I feel like it's that, you know, I feel like it's a concept you see a lot today too, you know? Um, And, you know, it's, I don't know. I I think it's a really good movie. Um, It's definitely one of my favorites. Um, This was my first time, like, fully watching the movie. I feel like Psycho is just one of those movies where if you are, like, a fan of movies in general like you pretty much know like the gist of it and like the iconic scenes like the shower scene and stuff like that and also the ending as well like this was kind of one of those movies where even though i hadn't seen it i basically knew everything that was gonna happen um which it didn't like like i would say like spoil the viewing because it was still a good movie to watch and even though it was like the 60s it was still like a very like like very good shot movie and um even knowing everything that was going to happen and whatnot um the acting was like very good to see how it all played out and how you know we get to that little twist ending and i'm sure like at the time like that was kind of you know that was like very like a very um like interesting premise to kind of go off of with, with with viewing audience so i had a good time watching it and I'm glad I finally, you know, sat through and watched the whole thing. I just kind of felt it was just kind of one of those things where don't knowing all the context of the movie before watching it made me feel like I didn't need to see it. But I'm glad that I went ahead and got to watch it. That's kind of how it was. Like, I've, I've, I've seen this movie so many times. Like, I just, like, I love this movie. It's like, I'm, I'm a big fan of, um, like, of, of Hitchcock in general. So going back to watch this movie, I I had no issue with that. It was amazing. So I I enjoyed this movie. But what about you guys? Tuan, were there any scenes that stood out for you? Good, bad, or indifferent? I did like the um, scene where the detective um, Arbogast, I think that's how you pronounce his name, when he was, you know, searching through the house, which I know, like, I know he's like a PI, like investigator and stuff like that, but... Like, just walking in someone's house is crazy. Anytime that happens in a movie, whatever, when someone just walks into someone's house, like, especially if it's like you don't see anyone under distress inside the house, is crazy to me. But but when he, like, walks into the house, goes up the stairs, and, 
you know, the door is kind of creeping open, but you don't know if it's maybe like the mom going to come out, but then he gets like killed by the mom, um, by, by the mom, like in quotations and falls down the stairs. I feel like I've seen that, but like, I've seen that scene, but um, I I must have forgotten because when it came out, it definitely was like, oh shit! It was like one of those like oh shit type of moments when it happened because I wasn't expecting that. So it was like uh, g- good the way it was shot, and um, I liked that one a lot. Besides that scene, <clears throat> uh, I think I I think I like the first like establishing shot of the house when um when Marion first like comes to it. Because it like just the way it looks upon upon the hill, and you see like the silhouette of um, like Mama Bates standing like in the window, like it's a it was just a nice visual to see, especially like even though it's like a black and white, you can like you can like feel that like really good the way that it uh, comes out on the screen. Maria, what about you? Any scenes that stood out? Like the beginning, well, not really the beginning scene. The like the scenes where like Marianne is stealing the money and she you can see you can hear like her thoughts and stuff. Marion, what in the world what are you doing up here? Of course I'm glad to see you. I always am. What is it, Marion? I thought well the scene just stood out because at first I was kinda confused as to what was going on. Like is that her just like imagining that happening? Or is it like happening in real time. I don't know. But, um, also the scene, yeah, I also did like the scene once you, you first come to the house. Because it looks, you know, it's supposed to be like a motel, but then you see the house in the background and it looks really pretty. Also, I guess the whole iconic bathroom scene where he, like, stabs her. Because I love, I don't know why, I love that sound. Like, I, it's just so, like, well, right. Well, now it's really famous, you know, like a lot of people recognize it. But it's just it, it fits so well in the movie. But I thought that was a very good scene because you you see her screaming, you see the knife, you see what looks like a woman holding a knife, you see blood, you see her grab onto the curtain, and she falls over and she's dead. You know, I feel like that was a really good sequence. I just like it doesn't give you a lot, but it also does give you a lot. You know, um. Also, the scene, I guess, where you see that, you know, Loomis is dressed like his mom. And you're like, that was also, I, I mean, I thought it was a good scene because, you know, you see the 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 mummified corpse of the mom. You see, you know, uh, the sister screaming her head off because obviously, right? Uh, and then you see him bust burst in with his knife about to attack her and then you know loomis comes over and like grabs norman and as he's like stripping off i guess i don't know what's going on there but i thought that was really it was a good scene i honestly thought i think when i first watched it i thought she was gonna die um and that last scene too when he's like in that uh in that cell and well no okay well he's in that room he's like covered in his blanket 
and he's talking about the fly, how he's not going to swat the fly because, you know, because they're going to think, why she wouldn't even harm a fly. It's just so crazy. I don't know. I, do, I feel like the thought itself is so crazy. And you just see how, you know, and then I think, like, the actor did, like, really, really well of portraying the craziness, you know? Um, and I think also the scene with the psychiatrist, like, it was, to, to me, it was a very interesting scene, but I also thought it was kind of funny because, like, he made it so th- theatrical to tell these people that Norman has like a split personality and that his mom personality took over. But he's he did it in such a way that's like like it took him so long to get to the point. You know, like he's like, it's Norman, but it's not Norman. The mother told me, but she's dead. And it's like, okay, <laughs> just get to your point. Um, but yeah, that that's it for the scenes. I would have to agree with you. That that last scene with him in the hospital. Uh, like waiting area and like you you hear the mother's voice in his head and in that grin that comes on his face it's so creepy and so eerie and it's like this movie is so old but that scene it still gets you that that end scene still like gets you in the end and then then after that it goes to where they like they're dread they're dragging up Marion's car out the out the water so that it all just like it's a lot and it's 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 insane and then I like I actually like all the scenes with Miriam because if this is your first time watching this movie you're thinking okay so she's the one we're going to be following she's the main person especially if you're like if you're you have like a dvd if you're looking at the cover art Miriam is all over the posters and then you you watch her get killed, and then like like Tuan said, when you're watching when watching this movie, and then knowing all what you know from other horror movies, like this is what this is where Scream got it got it from. Like they killed off the star, the the quote unquote star of the movie in the beginning, and then the rest of the movie just goes on. Like you think Miriam's the star, she's the main character, and then she's killed in that iconic bathtub scene which was that's that and that scene is the reason why like a lot of people including myself like when i'm washing my hair and i got the shampoo and shit on that shit gotta come off fast because i gotta be on guard <laughs> just in case you know if everybody know that they be they, when you in the shower you know you just be you be on guard sometimes because shit you never know and it's because of psycho and um Hmm. I don't really I didn't like the investigator. Like I, I got why the private investigator was needed. He kind of like was like the mid was like the 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 person that brought the whole plot, like like the middle person who strung together both of the plots. Like the reason why we need to have the sister and the, the lover come into the story. But overall, like his scenes are point like his death scene was I don't know. But let's talk about it. Maria, were there any, well, of the two dev scenes that we got, what were your thoughts on them? I mean, I liked them. I really liked the the camera work of both of them. 
I liked, I think like how I said earlier, you know, like you don't see much, but you also just, but, but like you do, especially compared to like a movie from the sixties where, you know, you just wouldn't expect so much, I guess, from the movie. Um, I just, yeah, I just, I really liked the whole cutaways, the close up of like her eyes, of her face, of the blood draining down, and then the close up also from the the uh, private investigator, how she slashes and you see his face, and it's just like, I don't know, I really like these kills. I know they're not gory, they're not like over the top, but I feel like that's kind of just. I mean, it fits the whole vibe of the movie, you know? And I really did enjoy, like, the camera work here and how they framed it for you to know that these people died. Tuan, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think for me, of the two, I would say I like the detectives one a little more just because, you know, I already knew what was coming with the... Um, shower scene, which it was a good one. Like, don't get me wrong. Like that was, it was like very surprising. Like, um, still to see it, especially the way that it played out in the movie, because I, I knew like some of the context of what was what was happening prior, leading up to it, but not like fully. So you know, it was just good to get that in the clear. But besides that, um, I think the detectives was just unexpected because I didn't, I didn't think that he was gonna die. I thought like he was going to you know, find a bit of information and just lead him a little more on his case. And then he would, um, you know, leave and possibly die while he was um, trying to, like, leave the house. I didn't think why before he even got to look around that um, Mama Bates would just pop around the corner and stab him with the knife and him falling down the stairs. So that was, it was just unexpected because I didn't um, remember that happening. Um, so that's, that would say that was it for me. Yeah. The private detectors, the private investigators death with him falling down the stairs, it looked like it, it kind of took me out because I'm just like, that man isn't falling. He's not falling. This isn't, this isn't happening. But again, Miriam's death in the beginning is just, it's just so iconic. I wish we knew how the mom died. I did. I, like, I, I'm I'm thinking she died of old age or like natural causes, but like, I wish it was more explained and, but like of the two death, like you only get two death scenes in this movie. This movie's more like an intense thriller than like a slasher horror, which I enjoy, but let's talk about that private investigator. Maria, what are your thoughts on that private investigator? Oh, well, I mean, he definitely gave like, you know, like from all, especially since he only like was on screen for like what ten minutes, <laughs> but I feel like I really enjoyed him talking to Norman because you can see him, because I guess you can see how his story starts to kind of like fall apart, and the investigator instead of I feel like he wasn't being overly pushy, but he was like. um you know, like, trying to follow up in questions and, uh, you know, I guess trying to stump him. Though I didn't like the way he came at, like, uh, Sam, because he was, like, trying to stump him, too. I mean, I guess as a PI, you gotta do something, right? But it's, like, I don't know. I really liked the way 
his character was written, I guess. And then, like, towards the end, well, towards the end of his time on screen, when he's, like, letting the sister know uh, about everything that's going on, and, you know, I guess, because I'm, I'm assu- I feel like at that point, he kind of had a feeling that her sister was dead or something bad had happened to her. And I think that's why he was following up with um, Marion's sister, Lila, Lila. And, um, I mean, I, I liked his character. I liked he, def- I feel like definitely the movie wouldn't have moved forward without him there. You know what I mean? Um, and his character kind of really fit the flow of the story. So, yeah, he was okay. <laughs> Tuan, what are your thoughts on Marion Crane? It was definitely interesting seeing Marion's character because I didn't, um, I, don't, I only knew Marion really in the context of the, like, death scene, like the shower scene, but I didn't uh, know that, you know, her story started off with her, like, being with the man who was going through a divorce and then her actually stealing the money from her job to basically start a new life with him. I didn't know that's where it went. Now, she still was, like, innocent in the sense that, um, you know, she didn't deserve to get, like, killed by Norman, but um, I do wonder, you know, if that hadn't happened, like, what would have eventually happened with her character, because she just decided to skip town, and and that whole, like, thing happened, but... Even though she made the most, I like had the most like iconic scene out of the movie. Uh, outside of those like couple of factors with her character, um, she didn't really get much to sort of do in a sense. Um, besides being like the um, like trigger and getting everyone else to come to the hotel to try to figure out like what's happening here with Norman and where she went after um, she was killed, but. <clears throat> In that little lead up to that, um, I did like that extra like addition to the character for me. Maria, what are your thoughts on on Marion? I think Marion is wild. Like <laughs> she was, um, yeah, sleeping with a divorced guy. Honestly, at first, I don't know if it's maybe from watching like too many movies, but I thought for sure he was still married. Did not believe him at all, but that's just me. That's but, what I um, thought too. I didn't think he was divorced either. Right? Or I thought she was gonna up. Yeah, I thought she was gonna head up there and he was gonna be like, I I'm with family right now. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Um well anyway. But um I just thought she was so not, not crazy. But it was like I was just not expecting that from a movie. She was giving very much gone girl. <laughs> She was like she just, and that li- literally from seeing her guy going to work, she was like, you know what? I'm gonna take this forty thousand dollars, and I'm gonna run away. <laughs> and she she went, and you know she definitely that part was wild. Like you're that dick dumb that you're stealing from your work. Yeah. Like, girl. Yeah, I mean, at least she was trying to make up for it. You know what I mean? Like, she, like she was gonna go back, and it made me honestly it made me kind of feel sad for her, 
because it's like it was a moment of weakness she just wants to be with her man she just wants to help you know and and then she was like you know what this is wrong i'm just gonna go back and fix it you know funny enough i I, I think after talking to norman she came to that conclusion and then like just for her to die like that and for him to like put her in her car in the trunk naked with the forty thousand dollars i thought was like huh you know but um yeah i don't know i was just like i was i was watching the movie today and i was like i was like marion you're wild it's like girl no way you're stealing from your job as a what was she a real estate agent like they just they just made this huge sale and she knows it was a huge sale and she was like you know what i'm gonna leave (laughs) and then there was like that scene where like she sees her boss on the street and they acknowledge each other but she was still like i'm I'm gonna leave like i'm gonna go (laughs) (laughs) like at that point i would have been like you know what I would have turned back so fast. Like, so like, I would have been like, sir, I'm going to the bank right now. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. She yeah. Was... She just like, I don't know. I don't know what that man was doing to her, but she literally was doing a bunch of crazy, crazy shit for him. He was beating it down. <laughs> he was doing something because Maria was right. Like, she was unhinged. And it took, like, I've seen this movie so many times, but this is the first time when I'm, I watched the movie, I'm just like, what the fuck is wrong with this woman? Like, why is she doing all of this? This is the first time I was questioning Miriam, because at first I'm just like, aw, sweet, innocent Miriam. She was at the wrong place, the wrong time. But it's like, no, she stole that money. She's screwing his married men. Like, something, something ain't right. Something's not right. Yeah. Yeah, right? Like, like he's divorced now, but I'm pretty sure they've been fucking for a while. That that's what they kind of like simulated, or that's what they were like. What's the word? They were kind of like hinting at it. Cause he, cause then he was like, "Yeah, I'm super broke because of my divorce." But they were talking as if like they were together for like, you know, like like. Like, it might have yeah. just been, like, a fling. Like, but like this has it's been going on for a while. That's that's the kind of, like, vibe it got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? Who knows? I mean, he... I don't know. I thought for sure he he had lied and he was cheating. Definitely. <laughs> there was no doubt about it. He was being so suspicious. Like, in the beginning, he was like, No, don't come visit me. Oh, I have to leave right now. And... Well, no. since you're on the roll, Maria, let's talk about Sam Loomis. Shit. I mean, he was kind of just there, to be honest. Like, I mean, he, I guess, I guess he's the reason that Marion kickstarted this whole, I'm going to steal from my job and run across country. But like, you know, you don't see him again until like way later in the movie once, you know, that private investigator is you know, looking for Marion. And really, you know, uh, Lila is the one who kind of goes and she's like, hey, like, my sister's missing. Like, he didn't even know she was missing. Uh, But she was like, you know, 
my sister's missing like like we have to go look for her and you know what i mean like i feel like you can cut his character out and they could have figured out a way to like you know like he wasn't that important to the story i feel like he was in a sense kind of just there as a person i have no idea what marion saw in that guy like I don't know but um you know because he lives like in the back of a store i don't know but um and then not to mention the way he was pressuring norman in that one scene and it's like you're literally giving yourself away bro like i thought you were supposed to be like sneaky so that norman doesn't suspect marion of being in the house but he's over here like directly being like oh you know like just very much pressuring the guy um which you know you don't do if you don't really know what's going on you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but other than that he was just kind of there for me to be honest what about you what about you tuan what are your thoughts on sam loomis i don't really have much thoughts on sam um to be honest, I feel like if uh, if it was never reported about about uh, Marion like being missing or anything like that, he probably would have been okay with that. To be fairly honest, like even like that was probably just his mistress, and I mean he probably would have been sad or upset about it. But if it was never reported on, or like it was reported like way later that this was happening. I feel like he probably wouldn't have really cared, but because it was brought to him, he kind of had to care about it to make sure he wouldn't seem like the guilty party. Um, But besides that, in his relation to Marion, he didn't really have much to add to what was given in this story besides coming up with the idea for uh, him and Lila to stay at the at the hotel so they could try to figure out the um like a little more information there since um Arbogast wasn't giving any anything else in regards well because he was dead obviously but since he wasn't calling him back in regards to like the information he said he would found out and besides that little plan which did take us back to the motel um that was kind of the like extent of of him because he was, like, knocked out in the third act until it came time to save Lila. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure he was going, he put the Mac on Lila after everything was said and done. <laughs> like, I was just like, I'm like, oh, they're going to they gonna get together. They're going to trauma bond after this. Mm. Whatever. <laughs> but speaking of Lila, I'm not going to lie. Like, for me, other than being... Miriam's sister she doesn't really have a presence in the movie for me like if I'm being honest like Sam has more of a presence because you know he's I don't know I just she doesn't have a presence for me like she gets she gets lost within the mix of everything but that's just me what what are your thoughts on Lila Tuan I kind of see where you're coming from with her character because, um, I mean, 
will say there was no reason for her to like be mentioned like prior to the missing of Marion. Like we didn't really need her. But once she was like um brought up into the story because of her sister missing, um she was kind of put on the back seat until the third act really. That's when they kinda gave her a little bit more to actually do within the um within the context of the story and how she, you know, found the body of, of Norma's mom and almost got killed. But luckily Sam was um, woken up to stop that. So she did have a big part in that she revealed to us, the audience, like who had never seen this probably that, you know, Norman was, um, like posing as his mother because of his like mental like his mental um, issues, so she did help out in that aspect. But re- but besides that, there wasn't really much there else for her to do. Which I don't think it's like a character thing. It was more so just like the story didn't call for her. Um, but that like I feel like that the actress like what the character did like pretty good with what she was given for the most part. And, but I do agree with you that I think probably after this, she definitely may have gotten with Sam. Maria, what are your thoughts on Norman Bates? The guy, I feel like the guy who played him did a really good job with his character. Um, I feel like... Um, I mean, you can definitely see that something's a little off with him, I guess. But I feel like he was also nice enough that you're like, you know what, he's just shy or something, you know? Uh, like, I, I mean, you know, Psycho is a really popular movie, so I kind of already knew what was going to happen. But I feel like watching the movie the first time, you wouldn't really suspect it, you know? Uh, and I think that, you know, because he came off as, like, charming and as, like, a, um, well, not charming, but he just, he just came off as just a lonely guy with an over, <laughs> with an overbearing mother who, you know, who they just very much disliked each other. And I, I, I can see why Marion treated him nicely and trusted him because, you know, he just seemed like. Because, oh, and I, I guess I should have mentioned this in the scenes that I liked, where they were talking about being trapped. Uh, I feel like it was a good sequence. It was a really good um, writing there. But I feel that, um, you know, Marion, you know, also felt trapped with him, you know? So I'm, I think she just felt bad for him. And I just kind of liked... Because he, he's just... Like he was, he he was a little off, but he wasn't overly weird, you know. Like you just would not have suspected this from this guy, which I'm assuming is kind of the whole point of his character. Like he wasn't really supposed to come off as like this weirdo who like uh, runs the motel. Like he's just some guy living, trying to live his life through his mom, you know. Um, do I wish? I kind of do wish that I would have seen a little bit more of like his dynamic with his mom. Like, I know where we kind of got all that information, like, towards the end. But it would have, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of that in the beginning. Or, like, throughout the movie. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I liked the character. I liked the way he was written. I liked that it wasn't... 
his character wasn't very like cliche um he really just came off as like a regular guy until he wasn't and then you can totally see like the changes you know what i mean for me like like you said maria the actor the actor kills it like you can you can see how he's just like as norman he's sad and innocent and like timid and kind of like confused a little bit and how you can see like norman is probably like a sweetheart but then when the mother when you see him in the mother's personality it's like oh okay this this is this is actually a completely different personality it's a completely different flip and you can like the actor just sells it like you you don't question at all what about you Tuan? what are your thoughts on norman yeah, I definitely agree that the actor's performance here was really good, um, and and like portraying like Norman, because he it's good because I feel like a lot even though he did turn out to be like the person who was like doing everything at the end, you don't you, you kind of want to give him the benefit of the doubt because like he just comes off as that kind of not like innately creepy but you know like kind of sheltered in a way where it doesn't have like that much experience with like people so you can't tell if it's just like creepy or like lack of actual like like personal connections but it did turn out to be like the latter because of like the like the mental issues and stuff that he had and kind of like the mental break um like with the situation with his mom and stuff so he portrayed that really well and watching this like fully allowed me to kind of see what the actor was doing in the Bates Motel show because I did watch that show without watching this movie and it kind of had me like compare my head like kind of the same way that he was like acting in that show to the actor in this movie and um I mean I can kind of see like a lot of like the mannerisms and the way he was talking and acting from that, from that show, like a lot of it stemmed from Anthony Perkins performance in this movie. And I think he did really good, especially at the end, like when he, um, when he's just sitting in the um, hospital or the jail, I believe. And you see just his like stone cold, like face looking into the camera, like not like lifeless, but, like something like dark is going on in his head and he he plays that off really good. Before we get to our cash and pass, Tawan, can you do us all a favor and give the people the behind the scenes info and facts? So Psycho had a budget of $806,000 and brought in a box office of 15 million in its first year, which now would be adjusted to about 50 million. So that's a great return on investment. Um, some interesting facts here. Uh, Psycho was based of the book of the same name, which was released just two just released. Ah, we doing that one over. Psycho is based of the book of the same name, which was released just a year prior to the film's release in 1959. The book went to spawn two sequels: Psycho Two in 1982 and Psycho House in 1990. Alfred Hitchcock paid $9,000 for the film's rights to Robert Bloch's novel, which he purchased on a positive review that he read in the New York Times. He also made the bid anonymously, <clears throat> asked to keep the project under wraps for as long as possible. Paramount had all sorts of cold feet regarding the project, which prompted Hitchcock to both pay for the film out of his own pocket and forgo his rather substantial director's fee in exchange for 60% ownership of the film. 
Alfred Hitchcock wouldn't let Psycho be screened before its premiere, but the Psycho ending was spoiled a month a month before its release. Psycho was the first American film that showed a toilet on screen. <laughs> it was also the first American film which we hear a toilet being flushed. Norman Bates is very different to the original novel. In Robert Bloch's novel, antagonist Norman Bates is uh, described as 40 years old, overweight, balding, and unsympathetic. Essentially, your generic idea of a stereotypic serial killer. The influence of the character Sam Loomis extends to two iconic horror films. The initial portrayal is Dr. Sam Loomis in the Halloween franchise, who will later receive a tribute in the Scream franchise through the character Billy Loomis. Psycho spanned four sequels and a shot-for-shot remake in 1998, and a hit contemporary prequel series, Bates Motel, that ran for five seasons, which focused on the teenage Norman Bates and his mother, Norma. Some critics' reactions. The film currently sits at a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. The New York Times wrote, There is not an abundance of subtlety or the lately familiar um, Hitchcock bent toward significant and colorful scenery in this uh, obviously low-budget job. Uh, Crowther's called the slow build-ups to sudden shocks reliably melodramatic, but contested Hitchcock's psychological points. British critic C.A. Lejuni was so offended that she not only walked out uh, before the end, but permanently resigned her post as film critic for The Observer after watching the film. Chicago Daily Tribune wrote, The old pro really poured it on, on in this production. I'm sure the wily Mr. Hitchcock had fun making this one. He used his camera with the sharp skill to achieve shock value, the staring eye, the flowing blood, the sudden plunge of the knife. Audiences react as much as they do on a high ride, giggling with nerves and excitement. The Miami Hero wrote that the pudgy master of suspense has dished up a real shocker, and I mean shocker. Psycho saws away at every nerve right from his first scene with Janet Lee and her unmentionables to its last gruesome moment. Now why they call that man fat? <laughs> kind of a pudgy master of suspense. It was, it was a different era. They were disrespectful. And that AC Lagoonie lady, she quit her whole job over a Yeah, movie? that's crazy. Like, lady... But, forget about them. What about us? Tuan, Maria, do we cash or pass Psycho 1960? Tuan? I'll definitely give a cash to Psycho. I mean, this is just one of those movies that is a definitive in, like, the horror genre. And especially, like, me, I love, like, a psychological, like, type of movie. Because even though, like, it's not, like, super, like, psychological, but it's, it's more like a mystery in that sense. And it's not, like, fully just, you know, about the scares. It's about, like, the unraveling of this story and what what's happening towards the end. You And you love a good twist. Like, if someone had never seen this movie, I really don't think that they would predict that Norman was his mom or pretending to be his mom and and were doing the killings the entire time um so they did really so uh, Hitchcock did really good with doing that as far as like the adaptation of the book and such so I give this one a pass it's um, not pass <laughs> cash <laughs> I give this one to cash and that it's just held up over time it's still iconic people are people still use that um music from it they still use like the shower sequence and other movies either for like parody or the kind of like you know lend nod to hitchcock and 
just the general like story as well as like having like that good like kind of twist at the end and the strong like performance of the main actor is definitely gonna cash for me. Maria, do you cash or pass Psycho nineteen sixty? I also cash. Uh, yeah, I feel like for a movie from the sixties, it's really good. Um, it's definitely a classic that doesn't get old. Um, I really like the the frame shots and like the the camera work in the movie. Uh, like I like, I mean, I've already said this. It just it doesn't give you a lot, but it does, you know. Especially for like a slasher slasher serial killer movie, um, it definitely has its moments, but like it just flows really well. Um, it's a hundred percent a classic. That if you haven't seen it, you definitely should. Um, I can see why a lot of other you know why a lot of media nowadays will uh, reference the movie. It's just it's a good movie. It's a really good movie. Um, so I definitely cash. And for me, I also cash. You know, this is an amazing movie. It's it's old and it's a classic, but it still hits today. Some I don't even know how many years it's been. It's been a long ass time since this movie came out, and it's still holds up. And like like Maria said, you can definitely see why a lot of modern horror movies like ape and reference this movie as much as they can because everything in it holds up. I mean, hey. If it wasn't for this movie, we wouldn't be getting toilet scenes and toilet bowl flushes sounds in movies, you know? Trailblazing. But thank you guys so much. This is our 100th episode. It's been 100 episodes, which is, which is insane. That's a lot of talking. And I'm so thankful that Maria and Tuan have been on this journey with me. They didn't start it with me, but they've been with me the longest. It's been amazing. Thank you guys so much. It's been fun. We out here. It's been it's been fun. Like I I, I love having Maria on, giving the the woman's perspective on on certain things. You know, so it's not all just gay men. Me and Twan, our gay asses, <laughs> just on here just yapping away about things. So it, it definitely helps. You know, it keeps us keeps it balanced out. It's fun. It's crazy. You know, and we love Maria when she starts comparing people to to food you know wet noodles and you know a dud and whatever she just be saying things it just be funny it's hilarious so thank you both so much and we're done with our little little mini series of picking our favorite movies because we're hopping back into a franchise it's gonna be a long one now it was supposed to lead up to the new movie but due to the studio's pushing shit to come out earlier, we will still be airing episodes when the movie come out. But starting next week, we're going to be kicking off the Saw franchise. Now, I've seen the first three. And I've seen part nine, and I've seen part ten. I've seen part eight, and I've seen part nine. I haven't seen four, five, six, or seven. So this should be interesting. Are you guys Saw fans? I am a Saw stan. Love the Saw movies, even the trash ones. None of these movies make any sense besides the first two. And I love it. They, they retcon so much. 
and I haven't seen all of them in a very long time. The last Saw movie that I watched in full was Spiral, because I went to theaters to see it. Besides that, I haven't seen a Saw movie since. I'm excited to do all these movies, because it's going to be a good rewatch. And I'm excited for the new one coming out, because I saw the trailer, and it looks very good. Maria, yeah, I'm are also, you a fan? Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm also a Saw fan. Um, somebody, I mean, I didn't watch them when they were coming out, but somebody made me watch them, and I was like, I dig it. I love the movies. I have them all on DVD. Um, um, yeah, I just I like them a lot, I guess. <laughs> And like I said, I've only seen the first three. Uh, I know how tightly woven all these movies are, so I'm excited to get to get to see them all. And I've seen the first three. I've seen part eight, and I've seen part nine. I'm gonna hold my opinions on those last two until we get to them. But I'm excited. So we're on to a new franchise, guys. It's gonna be a long one. Not longer than Friday the 13th, but it's gonna be long. So. Buckle up because it's going to be from next week all the way until October. So, hope you guys enjoyed all 100 episodes. Hopefully, we have 100 more for you guys. We'll see. Hope you enjoyed. Good night. like this episode, please be sure to check out Hide and Fear Horror's past reviews from big franchises like Halloween, Friday the 13th, and the Chucky franchise, or one-off reviews like Us and Midsommar. You can follow Hide and Fear Horrors on Instagram and TikTok, where the host posts updates and mini-reviews. Full episodes are available on several podcasting platforms. If you're listening to us on YouTube, don't forget to please like and subscribe. Hide and Fear Horror is produced by Mark Smart, Maria Perez, and Tuan Griffin. Edited by Mark Smart. Theme by Lethal Injections. The Hide and Feel Horrors Podcast is a Letters to Media production. Should we do an intro?